Blog Talk Radio.
Well, welcome, 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 and welcome again to this first Sunday on the seventh day of the first month of the 2024 calendar year. Wow. Somebody didn't wake up this morning, but we did. Somebody didn't wake up in their right mind on this morning, but we did. Somebody, 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 somebody. Mm. I'm going to turn the program over to Minister Sylvia. This is Cecilia, so that she can pray for us and with us with whatever the Lord has given her to pray about on this morning. Minister Celia, are you ready to pray? Thank you so much, Apostle Elect. Father God, we come to you this morning, God, with an open heart, an open mind, and open arms. As we open our lips to come before you to say thank you for the opportunity to come to your holy presence, to come to your throne, O oh God, to come and lay at your feet. To just say, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. As the woman of God said, somebody didn't wake up this morning. But God, you did allow me to wake up in my right mind. The ability to move and use my limbs. The ability to speak. The ability to pray. The ability to come before you and say, God, you are awesome, God. You are the one and only true living God. I glorify you, O God. I worship you in spirit and truth. I praise your holy name. I enter your courts with thanksgiving. I enter your gates with praise. I enter your presence, God, with a spirit that says, God, I love you. I worship you. I ask you, O God, to give me a desire to want to do what you asked me, you told me, you have instructed me to do, O God. God, let me decrease that you may increase and have your way. God, we ask you to forgive us of every sin, O Lord. Every sin willingly, every sin unspoken, Every secret secret sin, God, every sin in your presence that didn't glorify you, honor you, or even let people see that we are a representative come from you or for you, O God. We ask you to forgive us of every sin, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for being able to touch and agree, being able to stand before you, lay before you, kneel before you, and live before you, God, in this land that you have given us on this side of the dirt. And just say, God, we thank you for the opportunity. God, for everyone that did not make it to this day, God, we ask you to cover their family. Cover them, O oh Lord, as they come before you with a heartbroken with the not lack of understanding or acceptance, God, 
We ask you to just cover them right now. God, for everyone that's on the altar asking you for healing, everyone that's asking you for redirection, everyone that's asking you for their ministry or their ministry to develop, oh God, and go to the next level. God, we thank you for keeping all heart attacks, strokes, aneurysms. God, we thank you for keeping away arm and death. God, we thank you for covering our homes and our families. God, we thank you for allowing us to be blessed in our sleep. God, we thank you for the rest that you're giving our bodies and our minds and our spirits. God, we thank you for the messages that you're giving us throughout the world that's letting us know that you are still God. You are still on the throne. You are alive and not dead or preventious. God, we thank you for knowing that you are God. God, we thank you for giving us ears to hear what your word will be on today to receive it. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to listen to this live and in the archives, the replay of the broadcast is bringing forth your word. God, let us hear. Let us tell, let us spread the word that you are still God. God, is so much we could ask you for. But if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't ask you, we couldn't praise you, we couldn't glorify you enough, oh God. Because you are God. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen again. I need thee. Oh, Lord, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. How many of you know that you actually need God? How many of you know that to actually admit that you need God is okay? Um, There are some family members right now and loved ones, friends and so-called friends, et cetera, et cetera, that need God on today. They've needed them every day, but especially on today. So I call out the name of Carlton Meriden. Pinky Mary, 
That's her nickname. Her real name was LaVon. Call out their name because uh, of the loss of Grandma Blue. I call out the name of Prophetess Katina and Quinetta and Shanae and Lexi and Aaliyah and Damien and Cordelia and Clarita and their brother Junior because of their loss of Mama Ruth. But both the loss of Mama Ruth and Grandma Blue is a gay in heaven. And although many hearts are broken and don't understand or even want to understand the loss of these great women, those women are in heaven now celebrating. Minister Sheila, she's in heaven now celebrating. Mother Belle, Beauty, they're in heaven now. Celebrate. And they wouldn't come back here if they had an option for nothing. So I pray for them. Um, We're on standby to support them in whatever manner we need to. I'll be checking with them. Minister Carlton and uh, Minister Pinky this morning to see if they have a need. Um, we checked with them yesterday, and of course they're busy because they were, are going all over checking on. Um, Minister Carlton has a lot of people under the weather and not doing well. Grandma, who was one of them, she was on hospice and his father and his mother. So he's surrounded by a lot of stressors right now. That's why we're praying for them and we're keeping them, you know, covered under the blood of Jesus. Let's get into the word. Psalms 121, verses 5 through 8 says, The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Because God is our keeper, 
he is the one that even Psalms 121 and 5 reminds us that he is responsible for the very shade that's on your right hand, meaning no one is nearer to you than the one who keeps you. Nothing can come between you and God because he's your keeper and he's just that close to you that he's the shade on your right hand. According to Webster Dictionary, a keeper is a person who manages or looks after something or someone. A keeper sometimes is called a guardian, a protector, a defender, a guard, a bodyguard, an escort, an extended, a chaperone, even a nursemaid or a nurse. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about how God has been your keeper, about how he sent Jesus, who's sitting on his right hand, interceding for both you and I to be your keeper. Now, as they say in the classroom, put a pen on that and put a pen in that while I share a few things. On the 3rd of January of this year, I started writing as the Lord gave me inspiration and researching some things. I actually, like I said, started writing it on the 2nd, but because I was seeking God and he was ministering to me, I didn't finish it until the third. So I wrote on Facebook what God was saying to me. It says, Father God, on this second and third day of January 2024, I hear you. And I thank you for showing me how to start out this new year, fiscal or calendar. In your presence I hear you so clearly declaring Watch me Watch me Watch me Father God help me To keep my eyes Heart Mind And soul And so much more Because I put dot 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 which is an eclipse that means et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My eternity and my entirety focused on and in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And then he gave me verses that reminds me about seeking him and committing my Way to him, Matthew 6 and 33, Proverbs 16 and 3, 
Psalms 25 and 5. Psalms 121, 1 and 2. Psalms 19, verse 15 and verse 105. Isaiah 26 and 3. First Chronicles 16 and 11. Colossians 3 and 2. Romans 8 and 5. Hebrews 3 and 1. James 4 and 8. 2 Corinthians 4. And then as I wrote out and meditated on each one of those scriptures, I shared that God hath declared unto me, watch me. Talking about God. Watch me. Talking about God. Watch me. Talking about God. And my response to my Father God was, I will watch you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Remember early on in the the beginning of the morning, before I was able to transition from January 2nd to January 3rd, God clearly spoke to me and told me to watch him. And you may say, but yeah, but that was what he was saying to you. Yes, but he had me write it on Facebook. So that means that he was saying to you and you and you. Because God gives us a word and we know that it's for us first and then to others. So what does it mean to watch God? It means to look at him to observe him very attentively. It means to view him. It means to be careful about him. It means to gaze upon him. It means to be aware of him. It means to consider him. It means to Pay attention to him. It means to keep your mind on him. It means to pay heed to him. It means to focus on him. It means to take in and take notice of him. It means to put your whole stock in him. My, 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 my. What a gift to be able to find God. Well, three days before then, he had me repost something from 2017 that said, Thank you, Father God, for my gag reflex, my fingers, my fingernails, my toenails, my toes my equilibrium, my feet, my eyelashes, my nose, even the very hair in my nose, my skin, my teeth, my ears, the wig on my head, the ability to even burp, 
past gas, to smell, to touch, to hear, to see, to discern, to digest food, to drink water, to breathe. Thank you for my lungs. Thank you for my liver. Thank you for my kidneys. Eclipse, dot, dot, dot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all the things that I have taken for granted. Thank you for the small things, the medium things, the large things, the enormous things, the things of the past, the present, and the future. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all things. I give you thanks. And so when I reposted it, I said reposted my many, many, many thank yous to God for the many things I took or had taken for granted. And yet there are still too many more that I did not list because there is not enough space or time to list them all. Then additionally before that, five days before that, God had me to reminisce on something I had wrote about a year ago on Facebook that said, top secret, secret, confidential, and more. Can I trust you? And then five days ago, when he had me wrote, uh, reposting it, it said, but better, I said, here's a, I set up another. Some more questions are, do you trust God? And can God trust you? My, 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 my. Question. Are you in your, and what are you doing in your life? What is your conversation about? What are your actions pointing to or related to? Is it all about the Father and the Son and His Holy Spirit? Or is it all about you, me, myself, and I? Your clothes. Your transportation, your family, your assets and liabilities? Or is it all about something or someone that doesn't even have a heaven or a hell to put you? Is it about your flesh, the temple thing that God is giving you on this earth? Well, I've been asking God. And she told me, watch him, watch him, watch him. Meaning, focus on him, focus on him, focus on him. And for the record, I can't focus on him without focusing on the Son, with Jesus, and his Holy Spirit, the Trinity, they one. So I've been asking God, Father God, I want to be one of your remnants that always points everyone to Jesus, the one and only keeper, to Jesus, my true big keeper, to Jesus, my true thy keeper, 
to Jesus, my true keeper. <laughs> what does that mean to recognize that Jesus is your keeper and you want everybody to know about him? Isaiah forty one ten and 13 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Remember, he's upholding you with his right hand. And yet, he's the shade on your right hand. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Remember, a keeper, they protect. They're your guardian. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, swear allegiance. Jesus. When we bow down on our knees, it's symbolic of submission to God. It's symbolic of us recognizing that God is high and lifted up and that we bow down our knees to heaven, to Jesus, to God our Father. And we acknowledge that no demon and no evil has authority over Jesus or has authority over us if we're submitted to Jesus because his authority is absolute. We can embrace the fact that Jesus died for each and every one of us on the cross. And because of that, in our submission to Jesus, God has extended all of his grace and mercy unto us. The veil has been broken. There is nothing that can earnestly Rule us that isn't God. Because God has empowered us as believers to navigate through the difficulties of life, even the difficulty of loss, even the difficulty of health issues, even the difficulties of relationship issues, even the difficulties of economic sanctions and and things that would try to suppress you, even the difficulties that this world tries to bring. In Matthews 8 and 28 and 34, when there was two men possessed by demons and Jesus showed up, those demons screamed out, and acknowledged who Jesus is, the Son of God. 
they asked Jesus to not to torment them. They asked Jesus to not only to drive them out, to cast them out, but to transfer them into a herd of pigs. And Jesus, you know, we talk about the transferring of spirits. Ah, he transferred those demonic spirits. He drove them out and put them into the pigs. And when he did that, those pigs went crazy. The herd of pigs, every last one of them, rushed down the bank into the sea and died in the water. My mama. Like a lunatic spirit. Demonic spirits that even the pigs could not handle. Demonic spirits that when cast out, cause them to jump over a cliff. When those demonic spirits are being transferred from this demonic spirit that was in men, that's where they were. They started off being in men. And they felt that they wanted to be cast out because of Jesus' presence. My, 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 my. That's the message right there. The very presence of Jesus. So you have to know, in Matthew, that was what it talked about. But in Luke 8, 26, through 27, it says that seeing Jesus, these demonic spirits, they cried out with a terrible voice, fell down before Jesus in terror, for which they said, Son of the Most High God. And they even acknowledged who Jesus was. They asked him to command those unclean spirits in the man to come out. So now, this is what I'm going to read says, now he was already commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had seized him violently many times. And he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he answered, Legion, because many demons have entered him. They continually begged him to command them to go out into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs were feeding there on the mountain. 
and the demons begged Jesus to allow them to enter the pigs, and he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they ran away and told it in the city and out in the country. But listen to this, verse 35. And the people came out to see what had happened. And they came to see Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting on Jesus' feet, clothed and in his right mind, mentally healthy. And they were frightened. Those who had seen it told them how the man who had been demon-possessed had been healed. Then all of the people of the country and the surrounding district asked him to leave them because they were overwhelmed with fear. So Jesus got into the boat and returned to the west of the Sea of Galilee. I don't understand that, people. They asked Jesus to leave them because they feared him because he cast out the devil out of the man who now was mentally healthy into the pigs that that lunatic spirit caused them to jump off the bank and to be drowned. People. They were afraid of Jesus. My, 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 my. Luke 8 and 26 talks about how there were tombs in this area where they sheltered leopards and demoniacs and the poor. Matthew 17, verses 15 and 21, talks about how even a lunatic spirit, a moonstruck, suffering spirit, an unbelieving, perverted generation, as Jesus called them, actually knew who Jesus was. It says how it's called out to Jesus and asked Jesus. It says, Lord, have mercy. Or whether this person had asked God to have mercy on their son who was being overtaken by a lunatic spirit where he had, uh, would oftentimes fall into the fire and into the water. And the disciples had brought this person to Jesus. And why did they bring him to Jesus? Because they could not cast the spirit out. This lunatic spirit. And Jesus said, you unbelieving, perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? 
bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the boy was healed at once. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked, why could we not drive it out? And he answered, because of your little faith, your lack of trust and confidence in the power of God. For I assure you that most solemnly I say this to you, that if you have living faith, the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and if it is God's will, it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind of demon does not go out except by prayer and fasting. See, Matthew 20 is emphasizing that even the disciples that walked with God needed to know that their personal confidence and faith must be combined with the very power of God to produce absolutely amazing harmony of the will of God. See, God is fully capable of doing that which man regards as impossible. But we must first know and acknowledge that what we do must be in perfect harmony with God's will and his power along with our faith and confidence in his faith, in his will, and what he wants to be done. I'm saying to God, Father, anoint me to be one of your remnant that aligns with the power and authority that you've given me that works in perfect harmony with the will of God in regards to those things that appear to be impossible. See, God can use anything in anybody. Revelation 6 and 1 says, Now I watch when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, And I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice, like thunder, come. He's using the four living creatures. Numbers 22, verses 35 to 37 says, And the angel of the Lord said to Laban, Go with the men, but speak only the word that I tell you. So Balaam went on the princess of Philistine with the princes of Balak, and Balak heard the ba- that Balaam had come. And we went out to meet him. But guess what? It was because the angels of the Lord had said. See, he used the angels. He used the four creatures, and then he used the angels. But then in Luke 
10 and 25 and 37, and behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He uses a lawyer. He allows the lawyer to put him to test because he comes back and says, he said to him, what is written in the law, how do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind and your neighbor as yourself. But he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, Who is my neighbor? See, in this case, he used what the lawyer was saying when he was questioning him. God can use whoever and whatever he wants to use. Remember Matthew 17 19 and 21 says, but this kind of demon does not go out except by prayer and fasting. God is reminding us that he can use prayer and he does use fasting because it gives us the ability to gain the supernatural power of God for us to know the will of God, so that we won't have any type of demonic division or discouragement or defeat or depression or doubt within us, but we will be united with God through prayer and fasting. Because when we're going to deal with the blows of the enemy, we've got to know that we know that we know that we're one with God with his will. So, Father God, we are saying to you, anoint us to be one of your remnant that points everyone to Jesus, our one and only keeper, our true the keeper, not the keeper, T-H-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R. To Jesus, Thy keeper is written all in the word that he's thy keeper. To Jesus, my keeper, because he protects me. He intercedes for me. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession and for you. Father, anoint us to be endowed and empowered through your Holy Spirit. Father, anoint us to know that we are your remnant, and we're free of pride and vanity and self, and we're full of submission to you, God. For although people might look at us and think that we're crazy because all we're doing is pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus, just like John the Baptist did when he foretold of Jesus coming. We want to point to thy keeper, that's sitting on your right hand. And we want to point to him selflessly. We want to know that we know that we know that when we cast out devils, 
in your name. We're not doing it for vain glory, but we're doing it because of this lunatic spirit that's trying to take over the world and the minds of your people because of the evil one, then. Because of the evil one that has fooled the very elect of God. God, help us to know that we can point everyone to the soon returning king of kings, Lord of lords, Jesus, the one and only true and living light. That everyone that listens to us, that everyone that talks to us, knows that we're trying to be Christ-like and that we're pointing to Jesus. We are being used by you as a vessel, as a mouthpiece that tells everyone about the soon returning king of our keeper. He's the keeper. He's the keeper. He's thy keeper. He's my keeper, which equals my help, my savior, my king of kings, my lord of lords. He's my everything. And that I'm keeping my focus on introducing souls and everyone to thy keeper, my savior, my intercessor, my problem solver, my protector, my Lord, my savior, my heart regulator, my heart fixer, my healer, my strength, my provider, my peace, my joy, my focus, my worship, my love, my strength, my song, my perfect example, my friend, my greater than great, my calm in the midst of the storm, my calm in the midst of the sorrow, my calm in the midst of the sadness, my calm in the midst of the test, my calm in the midst of the trial. My Emmanuel, my Lamb of God, my Alpha and Omega, my King of the Jews and the Gentiles, my uh, source of being and knowing that he is my humanity. He is my God that created and that was created in his likeness and image. When you said, God, let us create them in our very likeness. In our image, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting life, the prince of priests, the bread of life, the redeemer, the living stone, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the son of the living God, the only begotten son, the head of the church, the beginning and the end, the almighty, the master, the high priest, the prophet, the teacher, the advocate, the mediator, the judge, the chief cornerstone, the author and the finisher of, the, of my faith, the shepherd, the bishop of souls, the word, the fountain of living water, the rock, the Messiah, the true vine, the branch, the bridegroom, the day spring. He's my life. Father God, we want, I want to be one of your remnants, one of your vessels, your mouthpiece that's pointing, directing, focusing everyone to Jesus, the soon 
returning king. God, I want to be the one that reminds everyone, the keeper, the keeper, my help, my savior, my king of kings, my lord of lords, my life, my everything, the answer, my answer to everything. Father God, show us how to keep our eyes on you, to watch you, to point to you, to direct everybody to you. It's all about the Father the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Keeper, Thy Keeper, The Keeper, My Keeper, the one that protects me, intercedes me and you. The one, the one and truly only access to God. There are not many ways. There's only one way. And He's the Keeper. Thy keeper, the keeper, make it personal, my keeper. Which Webster has already told us what a keeper is. And we want to point everybody to him. Amen and amen. Minister Sylvia, I turn the program over to you. Minister Sylvia, are you available? Hello, are you still on the line, Minister Sylvia? Okay, I don't know where Minister Sylvia is, if she's falling asleep or she's having... Oh, no, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, go ahead. I thank God for the message on tonight, today, this afternoon, and whatever part of the world we are in as we receive the word on today. I thank God for us coming together under Smile3E Blog Talk Radio to receive the word all today. I thank you all for tuning in every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we get to hear the word of God brought to us by the woman of God, Apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. So we come back on Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On tomorrow, the second Monday of the month of January, you will get to hear our pastor servant, Troy Thomas, bring forth the word. And if you come back Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll get to hear what God has placed in my heart to share with you all for our Wisdom Wednesday. If you come back on Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll get to hear what God has put in my heart to share also with us for the lifestyle that we choose to live, which represents the living God, the one and only Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our foundational scripture for this ministry is Matthew 6 and 33. 
But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We are so happy to be in the land of the living, to give God his praise, his glory, his honor. In Jesus' name, it is so. It's back in your hands, Apostle Elaine. Amen, amen, and amen. Couldn't have uh, gotten the phone off um, mute without the help of the Lord. See, thy keeper, he protects and he opens up the lines and he does so much for us. So if you didn't hear anything else on today, I pray that you've asked God to anoint you to be one of the end time prophets, teachers, ministers, evangelists, or whatever he calls you to be, that points to Jesus Christ, who is thy keeper. If it wasn't for the Lord on my side, mm-mm-mm. please stay focused on Jesus. There is no reason that God would not have given me that word about staying focused on him. The cares of life try to get us distracted, looking to the left or the right, here and there. But keep your eyes on Jesus because the lunatic spirit that's coming and that's already here wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. God lets us know that he has come, that we may have life in that everlastingly. Don't you want that, that he's come here to give us abundant life? Because when we seek he first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, All these things will be added unto us. Let's keep our eyes on God, not on the cares of life, not unless we're looking at them so that we can remind one another and ourselves of how great our keeper is, our protector, our king of kings, our Lord of lords. Stay blessed. Until tomorrow, iron sharpening iron. Bye-bye.